Welcome to Copying Confessions. I'm Matt Robertson, and, well, like I said yesterday, I'm going to be drinking a lot of Dunkin' Donuts coffee. So, just assume for the rest of the week, Dunkin' Donuts coffee. In any case, we'll be going through the Augsburg Confession today. Um, we will be doing only one article, by far the longest article in the entire Confession, Article 20. Uh, tomorrow, we will finish up the Augsburg Confession, and then on Saturday, I'll explain where we will be going next. Well, let's get right into the Augsburg Confession. Article 20 of Good Works Ours are falsely accused of forbidding good works, for their writings extant upon the Ten Commandments, and others of the like argument, do bear witness that they have to good purpose taught concerning every kind of life and its duties, what kinds of life and what works in every calling do please God of which things preachers in former times taught little or nothing. Only they urged certain childish and needless works, as keeping of holidays, set fasts, fraternities, pilgrimages, worshipping of saints, the use of rosaries, monkery, and such like things. Whereof our adversaries, having had warning, they do now unlearn them, and do not preach concerning these unprofitable works as they were wont. Besides, they begin now to make mention of faith, concerning which there was formerly a deep silence. They teach that we are not justified by works alone, but they conjoin faith and works, and say that we are justified by faith and works, which doctrine is more tolerable than the former one, and can afford more consolation than their old doctrine. Whereas, therefore, the doctrine of faith, which should be the chief one in the church, hath been so long unknown, as all men must needs grant, that there was the deepest silence about the righteousness of faith in their sermons, and that the doctrine of works was usual in the churches. For this cause our divines did thus admonish the churches. First, that our works cannot reconcile God, or deserve remission of sins, grace, and justification at his hands, but that these we obtain by faith only, when we believe that we are received into favor for Christ's sake, who alone is appointed the mediator and propitiatory, by whom the Father is reconciled. He, therefore, that trusteth by his works to merit grace, doth despise the merit and grace of Christ, and seeketh by his own power, without Christ, to come unto the Father. Whereas Christ hath said expressly of himself, I am the way, the truth, and the life. This doctrine of faith is handled by Paul almost everywhere. By grace you are saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works. Unless any here should cavil, that we bring in a new-found interpretation. This whole cause is sustained by testimonies of the fathers. Augustine doth in many volumes defend grace and the righteousness of faith against the merit of works. The like doth Ambrose teach in his book and elsewhere. For thus he saith of the calling of the Gentiles, the redemption made by the blood of Christ would be of small account, and the prerogative of man's works would not give place to the mercy of God if the justification which is by grace were due to merits going before. So as it should not be the liberality of the giver, but the wages or hire of the laborer. This doctrine, though it be condemned of the unskillful, yet godly and fearful consciences find by experience that it bringeth very great comfort, because that consciences cannot be quieted by any works, but by faith alone, when they believe assuredly that they have a God who is propitiated for Christ's sake, as St. Paul teacheth, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. This doctrine doth wholly belong to the conflict of a troubled conscience. 
and cannot be understood, but where the conscience hath felt that conflict. Wherefore, all such have had no experience thereof, and all that are profane men, who dream that Christian righteousness is not else but a civil and philosophical righteousness, are poor judges of this matter. Formerly, men's consciences were vexed with the doctrine of works. They did not hear any comfort out of the gospel, whereupon conscience drove some into the desert, into monasteries, hoping there to merit grace by a monastical life. Others devised other works, whereby to merit grace, and to satisfy for sin. There was very great need, therefore, to teach and renew this doctrine of faith in Christ, to the end that fearful consciences might not want comfort, but might know that grace and forgiveness of sins and justification are received by faith in Christ. Another thing which we teach men is that in this place the name of faith doth not only signify a knowledge of the history, which may be in the wicked and in the devil, but that it signifieth a faith which believeth not only the history, but also the effect of the history, to wit the article of remission of sins, namely, that by Christ we have grace, righteousness, and remission of sins. Now he that knoweth that he hath the Father merciful to him through Christ, this man knoweth God truly. He knoweth that God hath a care of him. He loveth God, and calleth upon him. In a word, he is not without God, as the Gentiles are. For the devils and the wicked can never believe this article of the remission of sins, and therefore they hate God as their enemy. They call not upon him. They look for no good thing at his hands. After this manner doth Augustine admonish the reader touching the name of faith, and teacheth that this word faith is taken in scriptures, not for such a knowledge as is in the wicked, but for a trust, which doth comfort and lift up disquieted minds. Moreover, ours teach that it is necessary to do good works, not that we may trust that we deserve grace by them, but because it is the will of God that we should do them. By faith alone is apprehended remission of sins and grace. And because the Holy Spirit is received by faith, our hearts are now renewed, and so put on new affections, so that they are able to bring forth good works. For thus saith Ambrose, Faith is the begetter of a good will and of good actions. For man's powers without the Holy Spirit are full of wicked affections, and are too weak to perform any good deed before God. Besides, they are in the devil's power, who driveth men forward into diverse sins, into profane opinions, and into heinous crimes, as was to be seen in the philosophers, who, assaying to live an honest life, could not attain unto it, but were defiled with many heinous crimes. Such is the weakness of man, when he is without faith in the Holy Spirit, and hath no other guide but the natural powers of man. Hereby every man may see that this doctrine is not to be accused as forbidding good works, but rather is much to be commended, because it showeth after what sort we must do good works. For without faith the nature of man can by no means perform the works of the first or second table. Without faith it cannot call upon God, hope in God, bear the cross, but seeketh help from man, and trusteth in man's help. So it cometh to pass that all lusts and human counsels bear sway in the heart so long as faith and trust in God are absent. Wherefore also Christ saith, Without me you can do nothing. And the church singeth, Without thy power is not in man, not that is innocent. Thank you for listening to Coffee and Confessions. 
I hope this reading of the Augsburg Confession was edifying for you. If it was, subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. I always welcome questions, comments, and criticisms, and you can reach me on Twitter at Audio Confession. Have a great day, brothers and sisters, and join me next time as we go through the great confessions of the faith.